0: Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here today, Locked On Big 12 podcast. It's the 21st of November, 2022. And on today's show, will Max Duggan be a Heisman finalist this season? We take a look at the candidates and kind of make the case for why he should be a Heisman finalist. And then also a look at Matt Campbell and the season Iowa State has had as an interesting test case for the way that we view up and coming coaches or even coaches in general. We'll explain more on that later on in the show fun one coming y'all's way you are locked on big 12 your daily podcast on the big 12 conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day this is a locked on big 12 podcast brought to you all by upside today Uh, best place to save money on your daily purchases download the upside app Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Normally, you can hear me five to six days a week with a healthy and strong voice still coming over a cold right now. So it uh, should be over that in the next couple of days. Voice should be back at full strength. That's coming up here, hopefully, next couple of days. Uh, so please subscribe to the channel. Let us know what you guys think in the comment section. Always appreciate those comments. Always, it's good. Uh, you know, good ideas get bounced around in there. Usually, some of those ideas become shows. So please leave your comments. Let us know what you all think. Subscribe. Once again, follow us on Twitter at lo big 12 You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right, let's get to it today, guys. So uh, thinking about the Heisman Trophy race, as we are now two weeks away from when voting is basically done, right? And for a lot of the players we're going to talk about here, uh, most of the guys that are competing for it, a extra game, a 13th game before the Heisman voting is done is going to be uh, in play for them. And I've thought about the candidates this year and thinking about, you know, where we are right now. Uh, could Max Duggan be going to New York as a finalist? Right now, the way it works is the top four vote getters go to New York as finalists. It was not always that way. They had different ways of doing it before in the past. But now it's the top four guys receiving votes. So um, Max very much has a chance to be in that group. Right now, guys, it's a really close race. Depends on where you look, but our friends at Bet Online right now have Caleb uh, Williams minus one ten to C.J. Strouds plus one ten, and then Blake Corum plus eight fifty. They don't list anybody else. They see this as a three-horse race at that point in time. I, I think the winner comes from those three. I think really educated college football fans know that this season. Has been. And I'm not saying there's a lack of outstanding guys, but there's no runaway, there's no leader, and with the amount of parity that we've had this year, this has been more of a wide open race than it has in the past. And so we're going to kind of go guy by guy in this entire conversation about you know valuing these guys and kind of what um, you know like what their cases are, right? I think that's kind of be the the fun part of all of this. And so let's start with the guy who was the betting favorite when I made these graphics, no longer is, but CJ Stroud. And at most other shops, everybody, our friends at Bet Online, obviously, they do a great job, but they are one of the few books that has Caleb Williams right now updated as the favorite. Uh, that could, I think it's also right to do that. That could change, but the betting favorite is CJ Stroud 35 touchdowns, four INTs, nearly 3,000 yards just short of that. He's number one in touchdowns, number one in QBR, has had some really big games this year. But to me, you know, you kind of wonder, like, has C.J. Stroud had the Heisman moment yet? Now, it's coming this week against Michigan, or at least the opportunity is coming this week against Michigan. If you remember last year, this is the game that obviously uh, in Ohio State lost. C.J. Stroud played really well in that game. He threw for you know 69% completion percentage, 394 yards, and threw for two touchdowns. But the big part of that game, you know, obviously was Michigan running all over Ohio State and running their way into the Big Ten championship and then the college football playoff. So a chance at redemption there. But uh, he's put up some really big numbers. He's got four games this year with at least five touchdown passes. He had a five against Wisconsin, had a, uh, let's see, another five against Toledo before that. He had a six against Michigan State, had a four, which I know is not five against uh, Iowa. It's a really good defense. And then he had a five against Indiana. Now, he has had the, you know, that Maryland game was not good. He was 18 for 30, 241 yards and one touchdown. And that was not very impressive. Uh, The Northwestern game was really, I mean, a disaster for him. 10 for 26 for 76 yards in that game. Did run for 79 yards. It's his best running game that we've seen him have. Uh, He's not, you know, they don't need him to run a whole lot, but that was one of his better running games. But he is a guy right now that has the opportunity because he is on an undefeated team. And when you look at the undefeated teams, you know, right now, Michigan has a guy, Ohio State has a guy, Georgia does not have a guy, right? Stetson Bennett's there, but their offense, you know, the red zone struggled a little bit, right? This, and I don't think Stetson Bennett's numbers are at a place where I think we you know we feel super comfortable, like kind of including him in these conversations. So I would say Stetson Bennett right now is not a guy there, but out of those undefeateds, you have Michigan, Ohio state, and TCU with his remaining unbeaten teams. We're discussing here. And do those guys all have a guy? Yes, they do. Stroud is Ohio state's Stroud is somebody that we're familiar with. He's also, you know, once again, 35 TDs, four INTs. I and mean, it's amazing. He's tied first in the league. But, like, this guy last year, his, his numbers were better last year. 44 touchdowns, six picks, 4,435 4, yards. Now, he could get there. Well, he could get there. He could not get there. He's not going to get there. Uh, 72% completion percentage, right? So, like, his numbers were a bit gaudier last year compared to this season. Um, but in terms of this season, you know, his numbers have been fantastic. He's on an undefeated team. And he's going to have a chance for that Heisman moment. You know, I know it's pretty even with them right now. But the guy I'm leaning towards at this moment in time is Caleb Williams. And for Williams this season, 3,448 yards or 3,480 yards, excuse me, 33 TDs, three INTs, seven rushing touchdowns. And I thought his Heisman moment, they came in spades this week uh, against UCLA. What a performance from Caleb Williams. You know, when you watch this guy play, like we saw some of it last year when he came in and rescued Oklahoma in the Texas game and he had his struggles. And trust me, that Baylor game was not pretty last season for them, but Caleb Williams is a special, special talent. You know, he's not this big, gigantic, hulking dude of a quarterback. He doesn't have that size, but when you watch him play and you think about, like you you watch the velocity he's able to throw with the different arm angles, he's able to throw with, the way that he's able to escape and then make throws. This is a guy that I think one of his best attributes is, you know, he could run the football sometimes I mean, a bit more than he actually, you know, does right now. But there are times where his main goal is to extend a play as long as possible. And because his arm is so ridiculous, wait until the last possible moment to cut it loose and let it fly. And, uh, you know, he's really good at finding guys. I mean, there are a couple of throws over near the sidelines. There was one they were heading left, and there was one they were heading back to the right. Uh, I forgot which quarters exactly they were in, but he threw some missiles where only his guy could get into some tight windows. Interception he threw was pretty bad last week against UCLA, but 470 yards, 74% completion percentage, two touchdowns in the air. The, the pick was really bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, but, like, he's only thrown three of them all year. And they put a lot on his plate. And then also he had a rushing touchdown. Those seven rushing touchdowns I think are pretty big too because right now he's at 40 and he's got big opportunities left. I mean, that was a Heisman moment, but he's going to have a chance to have two more, right? going to have opportunities in the uh, game against Notre Dame. And also USC has locked up a Pac-12 championship. Now you might say, well, Josh, he's got to be great in both of those games now. And maybe you favor Stroud because guess what? They're going to have a lesser opponent in the Big Ten championship game. Totally fair, and it's a great point, and totally true. But when I watch them play, the guy who I feel like is cooking right now the best, and I know might be recency bias because you know that Colorado game wasn't the prettiest that Caleb Williams had. But the guy who's cooking the most right now, especially in this last month or so, Caleb Williams has been on an absolute tear. Not just passing touchdowns, of which he's got nine of them the last three games, but also he's got three rushing touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, he's been on you know, or four, excuse me, rushing touchdowns in the last three games. So this is a guy that is really putting it all together. And, you know, just a sophomore is able to run this offense with like incredible efficiency and ability. And he is, um, you know, Baker was amazing. And Jalen hurts was awesome. And Kyler was awesome. Um, This guy is just like them. You know, I mean, Kyler is one of the more naturally gifted players I've, I've ever seen when it comes. I mean, there's a reason why he was drafted in both Caleb is, is just phenomenal. He's up there with Kyler. I'm not going to say he's better than Kyler. Um, I, I'm not going to go that far. But, you know, I know the Pac-12 is, you know, not all of it's pretty really great. But um, the numbers that, that he's putting up right now and the way that he does it, like, it feels like there's very few times there's doubts about it. Now, they actually stopped in that last drive. Eventually, they finally stopped and UCLA did. The guy put up 48 points, right, in that game. And they were, you know, what the offense did. Uh, I'm not saying any pick six in that game, but whatever. Uh, you know, they put up 40 plus points is really the moral of the story here. And that to me is, uh, you know, in a big game like that, everybody watching you to put yourself now in playoff position, like the guy showed up. That was a a moment. He's going to get two more cracks at it. They're going to need him to win them back-to-back games. You know, maybe the defense shows up and that's the story. I, I doubt it though, because that defense does give up a ton of yardage. They just turn the ball over a lot. So I'm a Caleb Williams guy right now. Those two guys are the favorites. Then we go to the best non-QB on a big brand. That's Blake Corum, right? Blake Corum is having a very nice season at Michigan. 19 total touchdowns, over 1,500 total yards of offense, and he's going to have the opportunity for his Heisman moment this week against Ohio State. Um, and you get the, the problem for him is he got injured. And um, he he was injured uh, in the, uh, in the game against, against Michigan, 18 carries one Oh eight, Oh, excuse the game against Illinois. Sorry. He's on Michigan Um, 18 carries for one Oh eight finally lost his first fumble of the season has scored in every single game on the ground this year has four multi-touchdown games, including a five touchdown game against a decent UConn team. Um, And, you know, every single game that he has played in conference play, He's gone over a hundred yards on the, in those games. Now, look, some of the teams are playing not very great, but this guy is a horse. Um, you know, it, it makes me upset that we didn't recognize guys like Brees Hall for performances like this, but the team wasn't obviously good enough for him to get recognized. Because so I feel like you know Brees maybe put up some better seasons, but he's on the he's on a, the right team in Michigan. He's in the Big Ten. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but what's funny about this is I know he's plus 850. But if Michigan finds a way to win this week, and he's a big reason why, then you really like his chances because there's a good opportunity that if Michigan does win, it's A, because he went crazy, and then B, maybe C.J. Stroud didn't play very well, and C, guess what? That buys Blake Corum the extra game to then prove how good he is, right? to then continue to make his case. So that is why I think Blake Corum is at plus 850, still not out of this thing yet. Now it's going to take a lot, right? You have to beat Ohio State, uh, which obviously is, you know, not the easiest task in the entire world. And obviously you're going to have to do it in a hostile environment going on the road to do so. But it's a guy who's had some success against them last year, six for 87 on the ground, wasn't the featured back, obviously last season, but has stepped up this year, been the horse, been the guy. Hopefully he's healthy, but I think that plus 850 number you're seeing, and uh plus 850 at bet online you can even find him plus 1300 plus 1400 plus 1100 and plus 1200 at other shops so uh you know bet online can give him a better chance than most places but he's going to have another opportunity then we get to our guy max Duggan. player you know the kind of the, he's the candidate i'm not going to say he's the best player on the team um i think there's a chance that i mean to me the best player on the team <laughs> excuse me Quentin Johnston, just like from overall, like football player perspective, he is the best player in my opinion. Um, and I would say like Kendrick Miller, my, I don't know, it's kind of weird because quarterback's so important. But even discussing that kind of gets us to the big point of this. Like last week, that drive he had, those drives, plural, excuse me, in the end were fantastic. And for him this season, twenty eight hundred and fifty eight yards. So he's twenty second in yardage, twenty six touchdowns, just three interceptions. And the ground for him is not as big of an advantage as I had been maybe in the past for him. But 94 carries, 291, five touchdowns. I don't think this is without – I think this is uh, – they didn't put the sacks, like, aren't taken out of this. So whatever. But um, he deserves some consideration, right? Because now if we're talking about top four vote-getters, okay, we're having talks about guys like Jaden Daniels, who has gotten outside shot but didn't get off to a great start, Bo Nix but he's dealing with an injury and it wasn't like, you know, they lost that game to Washington. It wasn't like he was amazing last week. Uh, Drake may, but they just lost to Georgia tech Uh, Stetson Bennett. But we were talking about his numbers weren't great. Bryce young. So you guys see where I'm going with all of this, like very much a outside outside shot for other guys to get in. But if we're talking about a fourth player, if you go look at the odds in every single book, Max Duggan, His odds are, you know, I mean, it actually depends on where you look. Like some places aren't even offering odds on Jalen, Jaden Daniels, Max Duggan's odds are better at uh, some books than others uh, compared to Jaden Daniels. But what he has on Jaden Daniels is he is on an undefeated football team. And I thought those two drives from Max Duggan there at the end, or his Heisman moment. In the end of the day, 24 for 35, 69%, which is really good. For 327, one touchdown, one pick. Um, eight for 50 on the ground, the touchdown. Like I know his numbers have slowed down in the last few weeks, but it, he deserves a lot of credit for how consistently good he has been on a team that continually gets doubted and has happened to earn respect. Here's the problem is, if, if Max Duggan is on a team like Oklahoma, or is he, Here he is on a team, uh, you know, like a Texas and they have this record or even just put him on Ohio state, you know, wherever else you want to do it. Um, I think he's getting more consideration than he, than he is currently also good news for him is, I mean, if they beat Iowa state, like he's firmly in this conversation because he's going to have one more game in championship weekend. Right. And you're thinking about the other guys. Okay. Drake may will be there. You know, I'm putting Caleb and I'm putting Caleb and Stroud in, they should be in. They should be at the ceremony. I think Blake Corham's pretty close to getting into that territory as well. So it kind of makes you know who's that fourth guy who's gonna go. And Duggan, if you think about the guys gonna have a chance to kind of prove that, Jaden Daniels will, but he's playing Georgia. Uh Drake May will, but they're playing Clemson. And Max Duggan might, it sounds like at this point in time is gonna have a shot against Kansas State to do it. And if they win that game, they're thirteen and zero. They're a, or 14, uh, 13 and zero, and they're a college football playoff team. And you have to think that that guy's probably going to get the nod. Probably going to go. We also have to think about it like this too. Like you know, I'm concerned that he might not go, just because. Remember, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of voters. There are a lot of good ones. There are some really bad ones. We have guys like Paul Feinbaum, right? Who's out there, um, you know, saying things about about you know TCU and how good TCU is this year. They won't even be on the same field as Tennessee, by the way. Uh, I think in the right circumstances, we definitely see a place where TCU could beat a Tennessee. If South Carolina could do it. I know Spencer Rattler plays a game of his life, but, uh, you know, like, let's be honest, TCU and Tennessee kind of both went into similar situations last week, hostile road environments, and against similar record teams. At that point, Baylor six and four. At that point, South Carolina, six and four, right? I know one was at night, but still raucous environment. And TC loses a bunch of guys and they end up doing really well. I guess the one guy I didn't mention now is hooker, but you know, with no injury and him not being able to finish out the season, his last gasp is going to be, um, you know, him going down and being injured. And so he's at 3,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, two INTs had a phenomenal, phenomenal season, uh, ran for five touchdowns as well, but, Season being cut short for him. I think that's going to matter when we're talking about, you know, if, if, I mean, I hate to say this, and I think some people disagree. Um, if Duggan goes in there and they, they, he plays really well last two games and he leads them to a big 12 championship, like 13 and 0 max Duggan, if he's the option compared to Hendon Hooker, I'm taking Duggan because of the complete body of work. Cause this stuff matters. Like the team success always matters in this conversation. Right, it's why Bo Nix is no longer being talked about despite his awesome year. So, using like legitimate Heisman criteria here, like what the actual voters use, and not saying it's always right, but using what the voters use, and that's been a lot of this conversation, right? Talking about Heisman moments and whatnot, Duggan is probably in a better spot. That's why you're not seeing Hendon Hooker listed in a lot of these odds. Maybe he gets the sympathy vote from the South, and I'm not saying it's sympathy, he's a very deserving guy, but. Not, you know, Vanderbilt would have been a gigantic game for him. We're going to put up a lot of stats and made that final case, despite the fact that there's no championship game coming his way. So I, that's why I like Duggan's opportunity here. Now you do worry about guys like Paul Feinbaum putting Hooker in over Duggan and not for reasons of, well, I think Hennon Hooker is better, which once again, argument to be made there, Sure but you got guys who are just discounting TCU on the surface uh, for discounting TCU and clearly not watching their games and probably didn't watch the dramatic last two drives where Duncan had to lead two of them because they dropped the ball. You know, it was going to have to lead two anyway, but led two drives, two scoring drives to rescue TCU's season and win them that game remain 11 and though they were too busy probably watching Florida Vanderbilt because they don't care anything outside the Southeast. Uh, you know, it's the only thing that matters to them. Some people like that. And, Look, there's people like that maybe in Big 12 country, maybe people like that in, uh, in, in Pac-12 country, in Big 10 country, ACC country. I don't want those people voting, to be quite frank, to be quite honest. But they do vote. That's something that we have to obviously acknowledge. And so with that in mind, um, you know, this that's why this conversation comes down. Like, will Max Duggan have to be on a guy like that? But if they go undefeated, I like Max Duggan's chances to go to New York because there has to be a fourth guy, and it feels like quorum right now. Is going to be there. It feels like Stroud. It feels like William's going to be there right now. There's a good chance for a fourth guy, and I think there's a good chance it could be Max Duggan. We'll see if he can get some of his weapons back. That'll be a big part of this too. But if TCU keeps rolling, man, there's a good chance that we see Hornfrog Frog, Max Duggan in New York. Quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll hit on some coaching stuff here before we get out of here. Today's show is brought to you all by Upside. Upside is the best place to save money on everything, groceries, gas. What you guys can do is download the Upside app. It's free. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and get five or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and in comparison, guys, uh, to rewards programs and loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Uh, once again, download the free Upside app today in the App Store. Use that promo code lot. All right, so I just want to touch on some some quick coaching stuff because I think it's a conversation we're going to have a whole lot in the in the off season. And um, I don't think Matt Campbell's done an excellent job this year. I will say that I don't think it was his best coaching job ever. But we have to be more realistic about like what we expect from coaches, um, you know, <laughs> and, and how much success they have, because. I think with we always kind of assume that like program should always be on this, and I'll go misdirection, this upward trajectory. And it kind of, you know, maybe goes up and up and then flattens out a little bit. And if it dips at all, it dips slightly and then it keeps going up. And I just just not the case. Uh, especially at a program like an Iowa State, right? You know, Matt Campbell during his time at Iowa State is now 46 and uh 41 now. OK, but look at those seasons that he put back to three and nine first year, three and nine, eight and five, eight and five, seven and six, nine and three, seven and six. And now they're having a really rough season. They put a bunch of one score games like this is one of the worst Iowa State teams that he has had by far. Their offense is bad. They've got one really good offensive player, and that is Xavier Hutchinson. Their defense is really good, and it sucks to see them waste an awesome year from their defense. But. The fact that they've got a defense that's that good and their teams end up being this bad is is not positive, but it shows like that can still be cultivated. They can keep John Haycock and keep that defense, you know, rolling and working. Like this offense can only get better. This offense can only go up. And so there are going to be down years. And yeah, sure, it's a bit worse than expected, but because I'm saying this because my buddy Robbie Triano comes on the show, and I'll talk to him actually later today for tomorrow's show. Um, but like you know, he's like, are we going to start having a Matt Campbell conversation? And I don't think we should. I, I know last year was disappointing, but, you know, they lost a bunch of close games. It's just like there were a lot of really good teams in the Big 12 last year. And Iowa State was not one of those really awesome, really good teams. And you know, they, they beat Oklahoma State last year, and their season did not end up the way they wanted in totality. But I still think, like, you know, disappointing last year, this year's disappointing too. But that program's still in a really good spot with him. Um, I don't think it's on a you know I don't think it's on a bad way. And actually, Robbie just just tweeted this out. This season alone, Iowa State has lost six one score games. But you think about who's on the team. Like some of those, like some of those were unfortunate. Texas game totally unfortunate. But you think about like who's on the team. Like Hunter Decker's is not going to win you some of those games, right? Uh, the field goal kicking should have won them the game against Kansas. It didn't. It just didn't happen for them, right? Um, you know, that weird touchdown pass to Kansas state. They're like, are you argue Iowa state? Maybe you should have even won that game too. So I think that we have to be careful by the way we talk about these coaches, like Neil Brown. Sure. They go to bowl games sometimes, but they've got no discernible identity. They need to change there. Matt Wells. I know his record was decent, but like that change kind of, I, I thought it had to be made. I didn't think they were on the right path, right trajectory. And I think the change now shows that they're kind of trending towards the right direction. Gary Patterson, you know, I, some people disagree with this. I thought it was clearly the right time for a GP to go. Now you're seeing it was definitely the right decision to make that move. Uh, but that's not the case with Neil Brown. You know, maybe Dana Holgerson's a great test case for this because they're having a down year from what they thought they were going to have at Houston as they now enter the Big 12. Maybe they want to make a change there. We'll see. I, I don't think so. And maybe it's the right move to keep them around. Maybe things do get better. So I think this coaching conversation will continue to have it as we move through the offseason, move towards the offseason but a lot of interesting aspects from the when is it too early to start asking these questions? When's it too early to pull the trigger? All that kind of stuff. We'll have more of that as we roll on. One more word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by bet online and BetOnline.net. already got a lot of bet online running today. Talked about them having the odds for us for the Heisman trophy. If you guys want to vote on that or vote on that bet on that, or if you guys want to get in on the action this weekend, we've got world cup, NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball, NFL, all happening simultaneously. Only place to get in on it is BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel today. Find us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.